Hey guys, and welcome back. So I've been sitting on this, on this content for a while on November 28th, somebody I follow really closely, Michael Smirconic had a segment on from the river to the sea, Palestine will be freight. Rashida Tlaib was censored for using that labeled anti-Semitic slogan. To be transparent, I do think it is an anti-Semitic slogan, and you're about to find out what. But here's the thing. We need to analyze this using both sides of the spectrum and really critically. That's Michael Smirkanov's bread and butter. So what he does is he reads a lot. He came across Ellen Ionis's article in Vox, which, in my opinion of reading it and whatever exposure I've had to it, is a pretty left-leaning publication. Especially if you go to their YouTube channel, you'll find plenty of left-leaning perspective there. Nothing wrong with it. I go there for some balance, but it's important to be mindful of that. So what I want to do is I want to dip in and out of his interview of Ellen Ionis and comment as the interview goes along. Roll it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Michael Smirkanish program. Refreshingly independent politics. Exclusively on Sirius XM's POTUS, channel, channel 124. Well, to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Stuck in the middle with you. Now. Here's Michael Smirkanish. So yesterday in this hour of the program, we dealt with the difficult question of proportionality. Dr. Shlomo Cohen from Ben-Gurion University was our guest. He both a physician and moral philosopher. A quote of his from a piece that he penned for Quillette was our agree or disagree poll question of the day. So these were his words. Israel's military activities in Gaza should be considered proportionate inasmuch as they minimize civilian casualties in the course of fighting for a just cause. Do you agree with that statement? 74.88% of 18,606 said yes, they did agree with it. Today, another hot-button issue related to the situation in Gaza, the words, from the river to the sea. Ellen Iones covers global and general assignment news at Vox. Uh, Vox, which I consult on a day-to-day basis, often has these wonderful explainers. And Ellen is responsible for writing one of them on this very controversial subject. Ellen, thank you so much for being here. I appreciated your work. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So it's just 10 words, but it's a lot of controversy. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. What river, what sea are we talking about? Right. So um, the river in question is uh, the Jordan River uh, in the east and then the Mediterranean Sea in the west. So that's From his first question, we see that it's necessary to clarify which river and which sea. It's important to construct the overall argument of what does the chant actually mean? Go ahead.
long distance, but that's the water that we're talking about and the bodies of water. I learned about. I learned from you that the the words rhyme obviously in English I say obvious to to mm-hmm. me but obvious in in Arabic they rhyme as well so that's part of the answer for the popularity as to why so many of these protests you'll hear these words no matter where you are in the globe. Right. I mean I think it's a very, you know, as with any sort of political slogan it's it's easy to latch on to and it's pleasing and um you know the transliteration or the translation um in arabic you know depends on where you are and um sort of what uh what dialect you're using and what you're used to but um you know it's a very pleasing rhyming couplet to say for sure what's the history of the use of these words when did it begin if you can pinpoint it well, it's really hard to pinpoint. Um, you know, some people date it back to the 60s. Um, other people that I spoke to um, date it back to the 90s. And, you know, uh, after the first intifada and around the Oslo Accords. So, you know, as with most political slogans, it's really hard to um, to pinpoint uh, when that came about. But um, certainly... I don't think in the United States and in the West we really started talking about it in, before the last five years, and especially 2021. This is where she got it wrong. I mean, yeah, some people date it back to the 60s. I date it back to 2014. I covered with you guys earlier on this channel that when I was in college, the same person was leading a variety of these anti-Israel, pro-Palestine, and sometimes pro-Hamas protest was the one leading it on my campus. And what when I heard that slogan, I was an innocent yeshiva boy at that time. I, I wasn't awakened to the reality of college and the outside world. When I see From the River to the Sea, or when I hear it, when I experienced it, didn't make me feel safe. Didn't make me feel welcome. I knew that there was a target on my or my people's back. The way I felt. I mean, take a look at this. If they were chanting, if any group of people were chanting something like this, about a group of people that you belong to, how would you feel? They have a right to say it, but they don't have a right to go unchallenged. In your Vox Explainer, you write these words. Discourse around the phrase has become so extreme that Congress's recent censure of its only Palestinian-American member, Representative Rashida Tlaib, was driven in no small part by her use of it. The government of Berlin has criminalized the use of the slogan, as well as other pro-Palestinian symbols and actions. And after yet another endorsement of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, Elon Musk seemingly redeemed himself in the eyes of the mainstream Jewish pro-Israel Anti-Defamation League, ADL, by condemning this phrase on Twitter. 
Multiple prominent Jewish organizations, including the ADL and the American Jewish Committee, have defined the phrase as inherently anti-Semitic because they say it at best denies the Jewish right to self-determination and at worst calls for ethnic cleansing against Israeli Jews. Here's my question for Ellen Ionis. Is there any reading of these words that could be benign for the Jewish people? I mean, I think it depends. I think that's... Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, that is a... A lot of people will say now, especially in the West and the United States, um, that what from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free means is it's referring to historical Palestine, which existed before 1947, 1948. And the dream is, or the ideal is a nation where Jewish people, the Jewish, the 7 million Jewish people who are there now and the relatively equal number of Palestinians live in peace and in perhaps one state um, where everyone has equal rights and equal access to opportunities and is deemed an equal citizen. So does it mean a one-state solution? She said one state perhaps, a nation perhaps. She has no idea from the hesitation that's what I got. And what she described is the state of Israel with their citizenry. No, they don't treat the Palestinians as equals because they're an occupied people still under military law. But they sure do treat their citizens equally. Hey guys, quick reminder, head over to shakalo.com. That's C-H-A-K-K-A-L-O. And give me a subscribe there. You could sign up for my newsletter and and subscribe for any exclusive content for my blog posts. I hope to I hope to run potentially some zooms, send you guys some individualized videos. I don't know. It's a it's a community that I'm putting together. So if you want to be a part of it, I hope to have you there soon. By listening to what she had to say, I mean she doesn't even know the different perspectives out there. If anything, she should have covered that it can mean a variety of things. But to answer the question of, is there a way where, where it's morally benign? The answer should have been no, instead of saying yes three times. Let's roll with it. Okay, but that would be and, to the detriment or to the demise of the Jewish state, right? I mean, there's, there's no way that from the river to the sea can, can be reality unless there's no Israel. Right. It's certainly anti-Zionist. But she was trained enough to know, oh, there's a difference between anti-Zionist and anti-Semitic. That line is so blurred and is pure BS because the exclusive focus on the Jewish state over any other state is where the anti-Semitism lies. There is nothing wrong with the criticism of Israel. I criticize Israel. I hate the extreme right-wing government. 
I hate the extreme leftists that are a part of the Israeli government or are involved in the Israeli government. But when you only criticize Israel or you single out Israel more than any other nation and treat them differently is when you're crossing the line into anti-Semitism. So this idea of focusing on Israel more than any other nation, criticizing Israel more than any other nation, is where the line gets blurred. That is in my opinion. Of course, as usual, I invite you to let me know what you think. But you see, Ellen Ionis fell into this trap. Somebody got to her in telling her, hey, there's a difference between anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism, but anti-Zionism is okay. It's not. Not only is Zionism a part of Judaism, literally a part of the Old of the Old Testament in the Bible, but there also lies a special treatment, and not a good kind of special, where the focus on Israel and the criticism of it is simply anti-Semitic, just masked as something else. And you see her inconfidence. You see it because Michael has to rephrase the question. Maybe maybe it's, it was a shortcoming on his end. He acknowledges that. But she never gave him an adequate answer. Watch her try again. So I go back to the question, because I'm, I'm just trying to explore this and be fair. I go back to the question of, is there any benign reading? Maybe I should have voiced it differently. Maybe Ellen, I should have said, is there any benign reading for the Jewish state? And the answer would then be no. The Jewish uh, state yeah. can't can exist if if it's from the river to the sea palestine will be free yeah i think you know that is perhaps that is quite an intimidating i i definitely agree that it is quite an intimidating or could be read as intimidating to a zionist project but then you have to talk about that you know our are people in Israel really free if they're living in constant fear of this situation where there is consistent violence? Well, you got it. It means the annihilation of the Jewish state. And as he covered in the beginning, the ADL defines from the river to the sea as anti-Semitic because... And denies the Jewish people and the Jewish nation, the only ones who have ever existed on that land, the right to self-determination. Can you imagine if you go to the French, the British, the Germans, you have no right to self-determination? Do you see that happening to any other nation? You know, just the Jewish one. Realize what she said there. There's a Zionist project. The Zionist project is a terminology that was used by Arab leaders and people who just don't believe in the legitimacy of the state of Israel. There are underlying factors and elements in Ellen's overall presentation from the anti-Zionism perspective I just covered to the Zionist project that show at least exposure to the idea of 
We don't believe in anti anti-Semitism. That's not that's not attractive for our side. Just like just like the person who who yelled at the at the at the person putting a Palestinian flag on the on the menorah. So we can be anti-Semitic. Just say anti-Zionist for now. But refer to Israel as the Zionist project. That is Israel because that legitimizes them as a state or something with a capital I. Really, the extremists don't even capitalize the I because it's not worthy of a proper capitalization in grammar. And I think, as with any sort of slogan, it's not politics. And a lot of people say it without thinking about the actual politics of what that would mean. Um, so, you know, I think the question of, like, yes, it does, mean the destruction of, or it could mean the destruction of, um, of Israel and people would certainly intend it that way. And, but then I think you have to ask the question of like, is this, is the way things are, is the status quo okay? You should always ask, is the status quo okay? But is she justifying chanting this why is she advocating we ask is the status quo okay is it because of the violence or constant state of violence that she claims israel is under it sounds like she's saying it sounds like she's saying there may be some credibility in chanting from the river to the sea to this point she still hasn't defied <laughs> Ellen, final question, and thank you so much for being here. What exactly did Rashida Tlaib say or do? Embedded in your piece in Vox was a link that I watched of a video, and I see her repeat the phrase in the context of protests that are pro-Palestinian being shown from around the globe. Is there anything, I'm not minimizing that, but I'm wondering, is there anything more that she has said that caused her to be censured? Well, she, I mean, the video, uh, you know, she has talked about, um, you know, I, I don't think that there's necessarily anything inflammatory, like, right now. Um, but I think it had, you know, this from the river to the sea is really a huge part of why people were upset and frustrated and angry with her and... You know, I, I don't know that this was a very, my, my colleague Lizu uh, wrote about it very, very elegantly um, in Vox. But, you know, this is a very, very hot button issue and people were very upset um, about this and, you know, really wanted to put a message out there. Ellen, thank you so much for your appearance. I appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Ellen Ionis writes for Vox and published an explainer that I found very helpful on the subject.
Okay, let's go over how you discuss with people. What exactly did she do was the question. The answer was she chanted this chant in the form of a tweet on a video that made it out there. That's how you answer the question. You're going to hear a little bit of a reaction from the producer, T.C. Skornavaki. Have a sort of afterwards discussion with Mike. And then I'll finish it off with my commentary. Let's wrap it up. It's controversial. Uh, I mean, that's the, you know, it's, and I'm interested to know the history of it and also that it rhymes in both English and Arabic. So as she said, it's catchy. And um, your question about whether there is a benign explanation, I'm not sure she quite answered that. I think the answer is no, right? None I can think of. Right. I mean, I've, I've contemplated making this a poll question. I contemplated making it a a poll question for How would, tomorrow. How asked? Is, uh, is there, well, I think I might, uh, based on what I, based on what I just heard, I might tweak it a little bit and say, is there a benign explanation for the Jewish state? Oh, explanation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe interpretation for the Jewish state of the words from the river to the sea. I already put it in the, uh, it's already in my spreadsheet oh. for, for tomorrow. <laughs> well, then it's official. Uh, no, no, it's not. I, I might, I might not do it, but I, I would love to entertain calls on this is there any reading that is benign for jews and i can't think of one because oh you wrote in the what tell me what i wrote wrote. from the perspective of israel right is there a possible benign meaning of from the river to the sea yes yeah because i thought if i didn't say from the perspective of israel then who am i talking about gang do you want in on this i hope you do because i'm relishing this conversation i don't know that i've i've launched it properly but I'm at 855-486-1776. Something the article did cover. And obviously I went back, I read the article, and and then proceeded with listening to this interview a number of times. Uh, note that this did take place a few months ago, at, at, at least at the time of this recording. It was just six or seven weeks after October 7th. And right now is February 14th. I didn't know that the Likud party platform had from the river to the sea. Not in those words, but it did have it, or or a variation of it. I didn't know until I watched Bassem Youssef on Chris Cuomo's program that the Labor Party in the late 1960s also adopted words and verbiage like that. I did, however, tweet when an I-24 news translator translated Netanyahu as staunchly stating Israel will always support or have security responsibility from the river to the sea. The translator had a very poor usage of words, and as a speaker of Hebrew, I was able to determine that. Netanyahu did say, we will have security responsibility from the river 
from the Jordan to the Mediterranean, or something of that nature. He didn't use from the river, but the sea. He wasn't speaking in English. You can even go back to the DW News, and they're trying to literally something very different. Israel having security responsibility from the from the river to the sea, if we're staying thematic, is nothing new. Even in Oslo, there was a demilitarized Palestinian state with Israel controlling the Jordan Valleys and and the and the uh, the Jordan Valleys, the western border where Gaza where Gaza borders Sinai. And Israel has complete security responsibilities and and maneuvers. That's not extreme. What is extreme is a map of greater Israel thinking that it's for all of us. In the end of the day, in the end of the day, you have a people, a people that need to have a level of self-determination, not at the expense of making terrorists their ruler. Terrorists who want destruction of their neighbors that they're too close to. We saw what they wouldn't do. We saw what they did. And we saw what they swore to repeat. One thing is for sure. Rhetoric, like from the river to the sea, on either side, is not productive to peace, to reconciliation, and to lessening hate. I really hope you enjoyed that. Feel free to visit me, shikalo.com, or feel free to follow me on socials where I share my thoughts more often than weekly. See you next time.